to another installment of Disciple Life, the Bible and Everyday Life. I am Carlos Garduño, and joining me today is Sydney Weil. Yep. <laughs> this is why she's back, by popular acclaim. All right, so yesterday, Sydney, what happened uh, during the worship service? Um, Brother Spivey was here. I love it when he's here. Um, when he was preaching here as the intermittent pastor, I wasn't a Christian at the time. And now that he's back, it's just this very, really sweet um, feeling. Um, I love how the Holy Spirit spoke through him yesterday. Mm -hmm. I heard many people that just absolutely loved the, the sermon. Um, and I just completely attribute it to the Holy Spirit. and so grateful that Dr. Spivey was here yesterday to speak with us, uh, speak to us and preach to the congregation. Um, so, yeah, I just... I don't know, I really love Dr. Spivey being here. It's kind of like, once you become a Christian, it's like you find someone else is a Christian, find mm -hmm. out they're a Christian. It's like, it's like you, it's almost like you've known them your whole life. Like you pick up without a beat. There's just so much love there. And when he uh, was speaking um, to the congregation yesterday, being there, he was like, there's so many new faces and I could just see the, just the, the expression in his face. And I was just like, there's so much love there. And I just, I love believers where you just see, the joy and the love on their face, and I'm just so grateful for Dr. Spivey being with our church family yesterday. Sure, so. was well, a great, uh, I think a, a good a good way to finish chapter one. I really appreciate how in three weeks we've had three different voices. That's always a good thing. Yeah. So. And I gave I gave uh, Dan a good break, good vacation time with his family. Um, it gave a, a congregation something a little different. It gave you a break from not having to do two weeks in a row, and so. Yeah, yeah it's and that's okay. Yeah. Totally okay. It's so awesome. the title of the message is "Where Hope Is Found and the Difference It Should Make," and so he closed out Colossians chapter one. And uh, why don't you tell us in your own words what is the synopsis, the summary of Colossians one? Oh my. Um. Synopsis? Oh, um, summary. Summary. Better word. I'm not one for pretty words, but summary. Um, he is, goes, in, why don't I just read it first so we can get a refresh on those that are maybe listening to this in a few days and maybe have forgotten the scripture. Go ahead. Um, but it says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. This is Paul speaking. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's Afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, mm. of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In him, him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy, that he may power, that he powerfully works within me. Mm, good word. Yeah. Basically talking about um, Christ, um, sorry, Paul has the opportunity to suffer. Christ did suffer. Um, presenting other believers as mature in Christ and right. for Christ. And I think that's a little summary right there. 
Sure. And so we see this beautiful chapter that really speaks to the glory of Christ. And uh, it leaves us with not only the who, the what, the when, uh, but it also shows us the how. And it shows us just who we are called to be in light of who Christ is over all things. Um, that's just my take on it. Uh, I see that we both took notes from yesterday. Uh, so what are some of the noteworthy uh, pithy sayings, quotes from the sermon, or whatever stuck out from Scripture to you? Um, in the first service, um, I was sitting there, and I was very convicted. Because <laughs> he, he came out with um, this, I kind of called it MOG, but it was an acronym like Myself, Others, Then God. And I was like, hmm. And in the second service, I was able to jot down some notes. And um, more of a correct alignment would be Jesus, others, and then yourself. And I had realized from like Thursday last week, I was um, I had some ideology, almost like a consumer ideology. And it just got there subtly. And I was like, I need to just ask the Lord to please change this and just give this over to him. And I realize it's wrong now. I don't know why I got that way, but I just knew something was wrong. And so it caused me to just repent of that. Um, so that really, really struck me, this acronym for joy, Jesus, others, and then yourself. Um, it kind of um, just this ideology of being a consumer during worship, coming to church to consume. Yet in scripture, we find that that's just not right. And the hope that we have changes that completely. And I don't know why I thought that way for those three days. And I, I know this stuff, but I, just hearing this and Dr. Spivey speaking, the Holy Spirit just spoke through him and just caused me to repent of that. So that's something that really just stuck out to me uh, yesterday a lot about who Christ is and how I really need to stop thinking that way. Sure. I think uh, one of the things that I, that I really enjoyed, for example, is this is the very first one. So he... He says this, this is for all people, not just those like me. And he's talking about the scope of the mission of the church and how we have made it to where only people who look like me can come and do church with me. Oh, he, he gave the, um, talked about Jesus revolution in that, right? Right. The, the, the quote, uh, I think it was attributed to a character in the movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I think uh, he, the quote, if I remember correctly, I may not, but I'm going to try, is um, there's no room for my people among you or something, or you close the door to, pe to my people. Yeah, um, Lonnie Frisbee, the hippie in the movie, there you um, go. was speaking to the pastor, Chuck, I can't remember his other name. Uh, Chuck his last, Smith. Chuck Smith, there we go. Um, and he's basically like, my people, the hippies. Um, there's many different people you could attribute to from the hippies then to who they are my, maybe nowadays. And it was like, my people can only walk through doors that are open to us. And it was like, and then he finishes that statement with, and your, and your church, church is a door that's closed. So, yeah. Um. And so I, I, I'm in, in all of that, I wonder... When he said that, in my mind, I said, okay, he's either going to say, and, and this is just me, not, I'm not putting words in Dr. Spivey's mouth, 
But in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, he's either about to drop a hammer or he's about to, set, to, to pretty much point us that we're going in the right direction. Um, because it's very easy for a church, any type of gathering, to simply say, um, you know, um, you're not welcome here. We, we may say that overtly or we may say that through our actions. Um, and that's not really what we want to strive for, I don't think. Like he said, the people that are nothing like us are the people that Christ died for. Right. And so that is something that really, uh, really jumped at me. And so um, I would say, certainly for what I have learned of our church family here and what we are seeing God doing, um, there's a definite, there's a definite move in the right direction to where the doors are open Oh, yeah. And people people can feel loved. Which, by the way, that brings me back to the to the other thing that happened yesterday, or I should say on Sunday. We had a baptism. Yeah, we did. And that, I think that's an amazing thing to do every single Sunday if we can help it. Yeah. So it was Mr. Lyle... Uh, Lineweber. Lineweber. So I don't want to butcher the name. It, it's it's no, the last name, it. definitely. It's okay. Uh, but no, he is a... Uh, I've never met someone, and this is not to boast on him or in him, but rather to boast in Christ. Yeah. Uh, the work that Christ has done in his life, that he and his future wife came uh, last week and sat down and just wanted to discuss in depth things of Scripture. And there's an excitement in, in their eyes as they're talking. Um and the emotion that was present as he was giving his testimony. I think that was that was a real blessing, which I think aligned very well with everything Dr. Spivey spoke about. Yeah. Yeah. The the Yeah, the he's he said what changed him and what truly brought him to faith was Jesus Christ alone. He realized Jesus was his savior. Jesus was his Lord. Mm. And it's Christ proclaimed is the only thing that will ever produce any type of lasting change um, through the, the change of the spirit. So, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the Holy Spirit moving in our congregation. I'm very thankful for the people of this body pro proclaiming Christ and Christ alone. Um, that's something that just wants to make you cry and brings you so much joy and just love Jesus. He is our hope. Everything Spivey uh, spoke, Doctor Spivey, sorry, spoke about yesterday. So, so if if Jesus is our hope, because you brought it up in your yeah. in the, this comment you just made, if Jesus is our hope, then what? Um, what should be some of the change, not just behavior, but the changed attitudes inside of us? What's the difference? <laughs> everything. Okay, so break it down for us since you said everything. <laughs> um, well, you can put it in your own um, words, but I was once this way, or I, I once did this, and I once did this, and I just... God's word, um, we realize, hey, that's wrong, 
And Jesus changes that. We now have the Holy Spirit, and the fruits of the Spirit are made evident. Um, so things that are opposite of the fruits of the Spirit are what we once lived in. Um, and in the Holy Spirit, um, the fruits of the Spirit are now evident. Um, what is the... Um, as we abide in Christ, the fruits of the Spirit are made evident. Um, and so we have this hope, which is Jesus. And we lean on him, we depend on him, we do everything for him. And these fruits, we have this joy that we cannot describe. And um, Can you name the rest of the fruits? I, I might miss one. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Yeah. Love, like, this, just, like, like, I'll speak on one love. Like, before I came to intimately know Jesus and decide to, like, he said Jesus rules, or he ranks above all. Before I realized that, before um, I had faith in him, my before any of that, I didn't know agape type of love, unconditional mm. love. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. And it was very conditional, and it's like now that I'm able to be around other brothers and sisters that have been transformed by the gospel. It's like, Eve, if I say, I'm going to use Yvette as an example, because I don't think she'll get too mad, and even if she does, then <laughs> we can be reconciled. <laughs> Praise we're not, the Lord for reconciliation. Yeah, because... Yeah, uh, but like even if I were to do something super mean or something towards her, I know we could be reconciled in Christ genuinely, and that's something that I didn't experience before I came to be transformed by Jesus and what He did for me, and so that is that is something that is. I forgot your original question. I'm sorry, but anyways, what difference does it make? So you're you're it doing makes, good. It makes the difference everything. Right. Everything. Do you, do you have a quote that Dr. Spivey may have mentioned or a specific point besides everything, but something in particular that we could discuss with the, the, the audience? Sure. I was uh, about to call you congregation. I don't know why it's not. Well, you know, anyway, the audience. Um, yeah, give me a second. Um. So while Sydney's gathering her thoughts, I would like for you, audience, to know that we have a way for you to send us questions. And that is Ask the Pastors. The link is on the uh, description section below this video. Also, if you're listening to this on any podcast platform from iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, etc., please know that you can go to the description of each episode and you can click on the link or type it into your search bar and you can send us questions. Pastor Dan, myself, or others that may be in future episodes would be more than happy to answer those questions for you. That is true. Um, so a quote, something we can talk about, um, or something I would just like to emphasize again towards the people listening to this podcast. Something Dr. Spivey said um, was, to present people mature, it's going to cost you time and money and suffering. And he said one more thing, but I didn't catch it. Um, but in the space, I decided to write something and I put everything. Mm. Um, so it'll cost you time, 
it'll cost you money, it'll cost you suffering, and it could cost you everything. And I just thought that was absolutely beautiful and attributes so much to Christ when we are genuinely, even if it does cost us everything, like, who are we to be magnify, magnify ourselves above Christ and Him proclaim? So, yeah, that's something I just wanted to point out. I think that's a wonderful point. Um, I, I wonder, do you think that people today, especially here in the U.S., understand that being a Christian requires to lay down everything? Uh, no. Some, yes. Um, but I have found that a very easy, um, cheap type of Jesus is presented. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the times, does those that come to faith over that cheap Christianity, I'm not saying all the time, but I would say maybe even majority of the time, they live in a cheap Christianity. Mm. And it's not a good representation of Christ. Um, and the only thing that I would ever say can cause any change is the Holy Spirit um, just working through this word and the gospel proclaimed truly like all the what the world would consider as uncomfortable like it's real and it's true um, and so that's what we would want proclaimed here um, and in our community to actually have a change happen um, so I forgot your original question I'm sorry it's one of those days now you're fine you think you're doing great with that uh, so don't worry you're doing great um, one of the things Dr. Spivey said here is, um, he made a question, what is the perception of Jesus uh, in the world? Uh, and that's based on the way that either they misunderstand the scriptures or the way that the church misrepresents Jesus, that the world says, well, if that's the Jesus that I must worship, then I don't, don't want none of that. Um, and, and, and at least that's something that really spoke to me, that, that really, it jumped at me. That's how I understood it in the context of his message. And that he said that right before he spoke of how ministry is really agonizing, burdensome toil. That's, that's something that really jumped at me for the sake of how many times do we being Christians act, say, think, even in certain ways and then that creates a an excuse uh, for people to put off worshiping God or surrendering their lives not saying that we're all powerful uh, to do that to anyone but rather that in our ignorance we sometimes can do harm and damage to others and so it, it, it's something that really just in essence, I think all of us, whether you are a brand new believer like our brother Lyle or maybe even a seasoned believer like the oldest sanctified saint uh, in our congregation, like someone who's been walking with Jesus for 80 plus years, um, I think we, we all struggle with, with that. 
and so I I'm I, I was really encouraged to uh, to hear the the beauty of the promise that if our our hope our entire person is found on Jesus Christ then we have something better that is going to last forever and that builds community absolutely absolutely any any other thoughts um no um i mean it's not super complicated sometimes um we as a congregation or other believers that but just Christians in general will try to, um, in our trek to make, shouldn't be, it's not in our power, um, but to teach the gospel being quite simple, sometimes we will try to make it easy. And that's just something to be um, aware of. Right. Um, but Christ. Christ crucified and that he rose is what we need to be talking about. And it is quite simple, really. But, yeah. You said last week um, that once we became, I'm getting this out of, not your exact words, so, but you're here, so this is a good thing. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> like, if I can remember what I said. There you go, yeah. Well, I have notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what you said just become just because we became Christians is not an excuse to stop studying the word or something like that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we should be preparing and learning and being renewed and all of those, all of what goes along with that. I don't have words every single day to be able to help teach and correct and love our fellow brothers and sisters. So do not be discouraged by <laughs> anything. Right. But just, Put everything in Christ and Christ alone. And yeah, don't think of yourself higher than you want to think. Be humble and love the Lord and do everything unto him and for him. Right. I, I really enjoyed the, the, the one of the closing thoughts that he had was uh, Jesus must be the center. Uh, he must be the, the why all, the end all. Um, and then he closes with a question, uh, hmm. do we have hope and how has it changed us? That ties really in really well into the beginning of don't do anything in your own wisdom and strength. How do we know God is real because people believe in their in their religions as much as we do? Okay, so how do we know how do we know that God is real? Um, and there's the assumption that uh, it's Christ, the Christian God versus other gods or other idols yeah. uh, based on the the way it's written. So we believe that God is real because the very to put it in, 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 in other words, we would not know who we are without knowing that there's someone greater or without there being someone greater. And when the Holy Spirit makes it clear to us that we are deficient, that we do not hit the mark for perfection, then our eyes are opened to see that that person is the living God the living God that's described in the scriptures. And it is he that gives us our true sense of self. So, for example, uh, in many stories and, and in the way of God's working in the life of many saints, both alive and those that have gone into his presence, um, we always hear the testimony of before 
I, I surrendered my life to Jesus or before I confessed my sins, this is what I really enjoyed. So much like we were talking about earlier, where there, there's a distinct change between being dead in our trans, in our trespasses and then being made alive by the power of Jesus. And that's only possible uh, through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing Him as Lord and Savior, uh, the living God Himself. So no other God can do that. No other God has done that. Um, I mean, you look at the Hindu, the Hindu uh, religion, and there are three thousand plus gods. They don't have. They may have some measure of truth, but that's not truth if it's mixed with a lie. To understand that there's something cosmic and great uh, in the universe, but then to say that it's three thousand gods or three thousand deities, it's it's not the truth. It's the same thing with other religions, like, for example, um, in Islam. You cannot disparage Allah. Allah is merciful. Allah is great. But Allah does not give people a way to heaven. He rather says, you must do these five things. You must pray. You, can, you have to do the Hajj. You have to do works of charity. You have to uh, do all these other works. But then there's judgment. And if I find you deserving, which means that you did something to earn it, then you make it into paradise. Christianity doesn't do that. Um, and again, we could do this comparative work with many other religions, and Christianity as based on a biblical understanding of itself, meaning we don't try to edit the Bible, tells us that, that there's only one living God, that He became flesh, dwelt among us to give us hope and to redeem us from our sins, and that's Jesus. Um, and really, sincerity of belief has nothing to do with the reality of God. We see that in the confession of Peter regarding Jesus. Who do you say that I am? And Peter says, well, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God. And Jesus actually says, blessed are you, Simon, uh, son of Jonah, for you, this has not been revealed to you by men or by any, any type of skill, but this is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So how do we know God is real? Because he makes himself available to us in all of creation through the scriptures. And that and it has nothing to do with the conjecture of do I really believe in him and, and does that make him real? It's the opposite. Because he's real, I can believe that he is real and know that he is real. How are we um, burdened as believers to go and speak to these people? How are we burdened? Yeah. Are you meaning how by in what sense? Like, and um, I'm not trying to weasel my way out of it. I'm trying to understand what you're asking. No, you're okay. Um, but we recognize that there is a God. Right. They recognize that there is a God. Right. We have a relationship with this God. Yeah. How are we burdened to go and speak to them? So the burden comes in, in the way of... Uh, Two main forms. Number one, the burden is not really ours. It's given to us by God. Yeah. And so because he, and again, we come back to this because he first loved us, then we also love. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we learned, uh, I want to say yesterday we were in John chapter 14, and the, la the commandment, Jesus says to his disciples, a new commandment I give unto you, love one another. As I have loved you, you ought to love one another. So, Jesus, how did Jesus show his love? He left the throne on high. He made himself equal to those that he came to save. By doing that, he emptied himself of his divine right, not his divine nature, meaning he did not exercise authority to create 
new things, but he, according to the will of the Father, through the through the through the Holy Spirit, is able to do as God in flesh all of the miracles he's doing to testify that he's God. But his love is what he he showed he showed that by becoming a baby, by being born to a poor and meek family, by being obedient even unto death. That's where he showed his love. And if we follow that example, much like we just talked example. about, then we are to have that type of attitude of incarnational <laughs> living. Where, for example, William Carey, when he became a missionary, he didn't just... He, the, most missionaries did not just go and come back. Most missionaries went and they took their, um, their caskets with them. Yeah. That was a testament of saying, I am sold out to this idea to love these people, that I am willing to go live there permanently. And when I get on that ship to go over to India, to China, to Indonesia, to anywhere that the Lord led, this is in the 1800s, know for certain this is the last time I see you on this side of heaven. So we need to have this idea, and I'm going to quote um, David Platt, who said, we need, to we, need to burn down, we need to burn the barges down. Like when we... When we think of doing Christianity, we need to burn the barges that give us a sense of comfort or a way out. And so that means that whatever is our false sense of comfort, we get rid of that because we are about doing mission work where we are. Now, don't hear me, don't hear me wrong. Missions is not the end all. Yeah. Missions is us taking the gospel to people so that they can worship God and have that relationship with them. And so the first way, the first practical way you can love a Mormon is to speak kindly to them, treat them like they're regular people, and simply explain to them, now the Book of Mormon is not Scripture. The same way with a Jehovah's Witness, the same way with a, uh, a Zeke, or the same way with a Muslim, the same way with a Jew, an Orthodox Jew, uh, or even a secular Jew, to say the Scripture is clear, and, and this is this is Christ, and He wills for you to have a relationship with God. Um, and the only way that we are promised eternal life is to look at Jesus as the fulfillment of the Old Testament and the blessed hope that we have in the future when He comes back and establishes His eternal reign forever. No more sickness, no more death, no more, no more Satan. He'll be done away with, and it'll be as it was intended from the beginning, perfection eternally with God. Hmm. It's beautiful. I think... Um, That's a long answer to how. <laughs> no, it, it, it's awesome. Um, the, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, theme for the conference for Equip 2024 is... Um, we've said that, what it is, right? Not yet, but okay. here you're getting a sneak peek <laughs> at 2024. Okay. It's uh, for, for Christ. Um, this quote of preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. And it's like right. this following Christ is not this self-glorifying type of path. Um, it's Christ magnifying, Christ glorifying. And I, I just thought when you were speaking what a beautiful picture it is. And like you'll hear the gospel, you'll know things, and sometimes but like sometimes you hear it and you're like, oh, now I, now I get it. Right. Um, but it was like Christ left his throne on high. And this was just a personal application to me. And maybe for some of those who are listening to apply in your life, Christ left his throne on high 
to go and just save us, redeem us, love us, all that comes with that. Right. Um, what he's done for us. But he left his throne on high to do this. What types of like what what's our throne? What's stopping us mm -hmm. from following Christ genuinely? This Christ magnifying path, not self glorifying, right. not a life lived for temporary things. It saddens me sometimes when I hear of people that might be called to ministry, and it's it's not glorifying in those ways, or um, will leave or not go follow something they know they're called to do, um, even not just ministry, but something they're supposed to do, they won't do it because it's not glorifying to what they hold as idols in their heart or something like that. We love y'all. If y'all need anything, just contact the church. And we hope you have a great week. See you next time.